Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia coming to you on yet another weekend, uh, a, a very eventful, newsy weekend. And we are here in a, with a purely political podcast. It's going to talk about the state assembly elections in India. Right now, we're at almost at the midpoint of the elections where most of the states have voted. But in West Bengal, there are four phases done. I think four are yet to be, uh, yet to happen. And uh, we're about three weeks away from the big day, which is May 2nd. So which will be, I think, uh, what, three Sundays from now. Or uh, if you are if you are watching this in India, it would have been Monday. So uh, two two Sundays from now, if if uh, if if uh, that calculation sets up. So with me to break down what has happened, what will happen, and what uh, uh, people have missed out is author, columnist, uh, mind podcast alum, and uh, good friend Fars Kishore Narayan coming from Bengaluru. Hi, Kishore. Hello, Arit. Nice to be back again. Absolutely, and I must say that uh, maybe I should have, since that is the um, uh, uh, trend on Twitter, I should say we have got our own Indira Nagar ka gunda, but <laughs> <laughs> that, that is only true for one Bangalorean, not for Kishore. <laughs> uh, fascinating so, ad with Rahul Dravid. <laughs> somehow, somehow you uh, you generally ask uh, any Bangalore random Bangalore person on the road. I don't think they would uh, approve of that uh, avatar of. Uh, uh, Rahul Dravid. I, I, I think, think that if you ask, I think that has the general psyche of a of a normal Bengaluru person, far more composed, relaxed. Not that we don't have maniacs on the road, we do. But uh, uh, to look at uh, Rahul Dravid like that on screen is almost almost bordering on blasphemy. Blas- <laughs> so. I- I don't think I don't even think we need to go to Bangaloreans. I think we should just go and ask Rahul Dravid, and he's probably he must have cringed about ten times between shots. But but I have to I have to say one thing: it does take guts doing this kind of ad with Rahul Dravid, and good on Rahul Dravid to actually follow up with this because oh, it is a it is it's a very unique ad. He has been a sport always. I mean, you give yeah. him a task, he'll go to it. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when he was a player, he's still wicket keeping. No, but he's Rahul Dravid um, for what he's done for Indian cricket and for youngsters especially. Well, this is fantastic. This was maybe maybe it's all this NCA guys that he has been touring. They all goaded him. Yeah, Rahul sir, uh, you are spending all this time with 19 year olds and not with 35 year olds. <laughs> go go to something. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I I'll tell you, Rahul doing this is not blasphemy. Anil Kumble doing this would be blasphemous. Oh, then we would be on the street. Ha! Huh, because no, because Anil Kumble on the on the field he looks exactly like uh, Rahul Dravid in his aggressive avatar. Especially correct, if Venkatesh Prasad or Srinath fumbled the ball and it went for four, Kumble oh, yeah. would probably like ha. Uh-huh. But uh, off the field he was an absolute. And Kumble had the weirdest celebration after the weekend. I mean, I have never seen someone celebrating so aggressively. <laughs> but oh, you would gem not, of a person. Yeah, you, you you would almost think that uh, you should not even go congratulate uh, Kumble. That would be how. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They're, they're like, I could have picked up this wicket two uh, two hours ago had you been standing where I told you to. So that is what oh. he might have said. <laughs> but yeah. Sachin and Kumble happen to be two of my favoriteest Indian cricketers ever, and uh, I 
I made no two qualms about that. So, uh, I mean, uh, all the people who wag Kapil Dev and Gavaskar in front of me, I mean, they are great. I've never seen them play. Kumble and Sachin made me dream and made me believe. So, I, yep, they they will always be there. So, anyways, हम लोग कहाँ politics से cricket में चले गए? But this is this is IPL, so ऐसा ही होता है. IPL season, so ऐसा ही होता है. And RCB have actually won a match, the opening match. So, I mean, maybe Kishore is happy because of that. बेंगल and um before i show you guys the maps and everything we'll just go over what has happened and uh, uh you know what uh, what kishore thinks about uh, this thing so west bengal is a very interesting thing because um you have uh, uh 294 seats and almost half of them have already voted so correct me if i'm wrong and bjp is bjp is very interesting this time bjp is contesting on 293 seats and ajsu is its ally is contesting on one seat right it yeah so it seems like except for um, i mean heck trinamool congress is contesting on less seats than bjp this time uh, gorkha janmukti morcha is actually uh, allied with trinamool congress so they get mm-hmm. the three seats in darjeeling and there is an independent i think that they are supporting so it's it's very interesting uh, that uh, i i i have usually bjp is the one party with you know uh, uh, which actually contests less seats but this time bjp and i i think this is the right strategy that they have maximized what they can get this election because they do know this is the best time sort of jhande gaad dene ke liye i think i think how bjp has understood that this is the time that they have to play on the front foot uh, hmm. they know that they need to uh, capitalize on multiple aspects one mm-hmm. is the continued uh, uh, border issues and the immigration mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. the other is the 10 year long uh, anti incumbency and the third mm-hmm. one is the continued uh, center state uh, tiff that mm-hmm. finds no end so i think uh, and in addition one more reason is uh, bjp had grown organically and suddenly it found that uh, push with all the tmc ministers uh, quitting mm-hmm. and uh, joining bjp so i think multiple factors combined i think uh, bjp is playing it on the front foot and they feel that uh, this should be a uh what a shared moment for them absolutely so let's go straight into the numbers then and mm-hmm. uh, talk a little bit about numbers and uh mm-hmm. see basically tell everyone uh what what is going on in um uh, in bengal so here is here is bengal basically how how it led last time again this is wikipedia as i always say we have all the four states pulled up for you guys so you can take a look last time uh, mamata won 211 seats and so i mean she is obviously in the uh, uh, you know in in the forefront of this uh, the majority of the votes that have been cast and and here are the voting percentage the turnouts that i want to almost 80 to 84 85% like this is 79.9 80% is the lowest so far otherwise like it's right. been 84.6 84.6 so it's phenomenal turnout and i know bengal always has high turnout but this is ridiculously high turnout Even by Bengal standards, 
Yeah, Bengal, Assam, uh, even Bihar to some extent, they always come out mm. in large numbers to vote. But uh, I agree, uh, these are phenomenal numbers and the, uh, the, uh, the challenger, the BJP would actually be uh, uh, very happy to look at these uh, polling yeah. percentages. So, and this is what I wanted to show you. I was looking for the maps, guys. So my apologies if I was scrolling too fast, but basically this is the map I was looking. So you have um, a, a significant amount of seats that have already gone to poll, uh, close to about 140, as I said. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm calculating on the fly here. It could be about 135, 140 odd, but um, mo more than 150 seats basically go to polls uh, now in, in the next four phases, which majority are in the mamata stronghold area so if i were to zoom in all these this area you know your, your kolkata area right here this is this is where mamata usually does well the places where bjp has done well in the last lok sabha some of the places have already seen uh, gone to poll and some um, you know high profile candidates like sopan das gupta you had alivar ganguly locket chatterjee all these people you know uh, go there and this time interestingly bjp has fielded a lot of mps as MLA candidates, so how do, how how do we how do you explain that? Do you think it's a strategy to maximize gains, or do you think they may not have that many uh, candidates there uh, um, in in Bengal? I think it's not about finding the right candidate. I mean, you have enough grassroots yeah. workers who can be fielded as uh, mm -hmm. candidates. I don't think that is the issue. Yeah. But I think uh, mm -hmm. the issue is. They need proper firepower uh, to target uh, Mamata, and for that they feel yeah. that uh, the uh, the incumbent uh, members of parliament are the right uh, choices to fight against. Uh, exactly. Her. And and another thing is that even if you let go of these five uh, MPs or six MPs, uh, mm. hell is not going to fall or heaven is not going to fall on you uh, in Delhi. Yeah. And that they are that they are sitting quite pretty out there. So I think uh, that was one reason why they decided. Uh, and also, I think if they want to make a couple of them ministers in the local, maybe they can, you know, get their Lok Sabha seats in a repoll and they might be re-elected with a greater majority because you know, there's always the honeymoon effect, uh, as um, they say, for after the election. But very interestingly, Bengal is also a third front. Sorry, no, and go on, Kishore. Yeah. And, and there has been a, a tested formula for BJP in uh, Uttar Pradesh also, wherein they had yeah, quite a few yeah. uh, MPs who were brought in to fight the MLA elections and uh, most of them yeah. uh, won. So I think uh, they kind of know their game out here uh, and I think mm -hmm. they're sticking to that. Yeah, absolutely. So in, in Bengal, weirdly enough, there's also a third front and it's <laughs> funny to call the Communist Party of India Marxist as the third front. Um, or whatever the front you want to say, but basically the the communists and the Congress has and as you can see CPIM 137 seats, 91 seats. I mean 2006, uh, the last election that communists won, uh, they won like 200 seats that are allies, and now from there they are not even contesting that much, or maybe they are just about no, I think they are not because this time they also accommodated the Indian secular front, which there is nothing secular about that front. True, true. I so think, uh, it, yeah, I think yeah. what I think once uh, uh, TMC uh, captured power uh, in 2011, mm -hmm. I think it was a mm -hmm. complete uh, cliff uh, to fall from for uh, the yeah. left, even, <laughs> even in Bengal. And uh, mm -hmm. eventually, eventually, I think it will fade out just like all the other Janata Dal A, B, C, D, E, F that we have seen in all the past. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
so so that that is essentially what it is this is jantadal united this is jantadal secular this is jantadal uh, uh, revolutionary secular i don't know i'm just kidding obviously that's not true mm-hmm. but still uh, the debate is now will left and um, uh, congress actually win the same amount of mlas as many as star campaigners they have and i don't think so because i don't think i don't see them getting more than 15 20 mlas i think i think uh, congress didn't even hand their a uh, major major campaigner to uh, cal- uh, to bengal for quite a while so i don't think they yeah. are even in that state uh, seriously and and what uh, is interesting is that mm-hmm. sorry ha, go on kishor obviously i'm talking about the congress and cpim does not have any external uh, campaigner so to speak everybody <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah unless something. you call unless you call biman bose who has been an external campaigner uh, not fighting elections for like god knows how many years <laughs> So uh, most of them are like uh, the non-playing captain in uh, uh, tennis. Uh, tennis uh, absolutely, and, and and CPIM is the only eleven where the twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth member not only are doing the team selection, they are also running the campaign or fitness. Uh, I mean, it's it's funny, and and when I see all these reporters, you know, NDTV, Wire reporters, they're very nostalgic about the left role, right? I don't know what the hell do they have nostalgic to feel about? Mm-hmm. Maybe their sense of proximity to power, possibly. I don't know. And they they try to give them coverage, and it's like, oh, Samyukta Morcha is coming. So I was like, even they don't sound convincing. So when you have your own champus not sounding convincing, how the hell are you going to convince voters? Absolutely, absolutely. I think. i think uh, they have already started telling uh, or making noises that we will uh, align with mamata if uh, the number actually come to that point uh, wherein that uh, it's almost like uh, sending out uh, feelers to mamata that hey uh, you know what we are still relevant in the state of west bengal but mamata would uh, not take any of it i don't think uh, she would uh, want to accommodate uh, this kind of a nonsense uh, at this stage exactly. And, and 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 of course you have the Nandigram uh, constituency where Mamata and uh, you know uh, Subendu are fighting, and there is apparently Minakshi Mukherjee is also running. What is what is fascinating I find is that now the battle, and I'm I'm uh, stopping the uh, sort of discussion and we'll uh, sh- sharing the screen or the discussion. We'll go to Assam shortly. Uh, what is interesting is also the battle for Hindu vote. right because ultimately now they are uh, uh, people who are not on clubhouse uh, or haven't heard kishan kishor talking you know i don't think it was as much of a scandal about that that was going on and stuff and i don't want to even go into the merits and demerits of um, you know recording and all that what was interesting is after 7 years if these buggers or senior journalists have to ask why is modi popular why is modi popular that just tells us that whatever we have assumed about their sort of you know lack of intellect in analyzing situations or unwillingness to analyze situation is true that they either don't have the brain power to process this or they are actually dumb enough to buy the rahul gandhi kudet or or uh, along with that they also have a bias which they don't want to accept oh, to, yeah 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 hey but when you hear ravish kumar saying the way i mean he was it was borderline funny if it wasn't too tragic you know i was like oh. i was like, yeah 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 you know what's he saying but uh, for people who don't know just look up prashant kishor clubhouse or aapko pata chal jayega people on twitter who have been living under a rock but yeah, overall I, I what think, do you think huh? i think uh, the first four phases Uh, it's quite obvious that uh, the non metropolitan uh, hindu in in uh, bengal 
from the tribal area from the uh, south and north uh, 24 paraganas i uh, medinipur the east and west uh, minnapur i think everywhere uh, the uh, the people have already made a choice and i think most of them are voting for the bjp looking at uh, the way yeah. even mamata is reacting let alone how the yeah. bjp is reacting and i think that uh, what is setting the cat among the pigeons wherein they kind of realize that uh, uh, until now the the bhadralok uh, uh, bengali hindu was the sole bengali voice but now suddenly the other people have uh, have decided to stand up for themselves have their own vote counted and they are not going to take any nonsense from uh, the metropolitan uh, calcutan so i think i think that is where i still never understood how sitaram yechuri accurately portrayed the uh, uh, the inspiration or accurately portrayed what east midnapur not uh, you know another districts felt like you know sitaram yechuri was probably uh, as i think uh, who was it um, uh, arun jetli had joked once that he's a mm-hmm. member of the marxist congress acha or something <laughs> like that he, he had joked something like that i forget but basically it, it is that that sitaram yechuri was essentially a congressman on loan to cpim oh yeah so, yeah and uh, he was like he was like that bridge between those two parties i mean anybody mm-hmm. could uh, use him Uh, and, and what is interesting is what is interesting is the emergence of narendra modi post 2014 has um, eclipsed a lot of these bridges that used to exist uh, unfortunately i mean amar singh passed away but he was a bridge in his heyday so was sitaram yechuri and there were there are many such bridges especially in maharashtra politics it was filled with bridges Uh, uh so like manohar joshi was one of those uh, uh guys between bjp and sena and then he was made speaker and so forth so uh that that has ensured that thankfully those bridges are no longer relevant and uh, there is there are there are there are, there are less things that are flowing under the bridge also <laughs> now because of that um yeah. right now uh, go, but moving forward to what has happened in the four phases so you're saying clearly in the first four phases it is advantage bjp bjp has performed or at least seemingly has performed as per if not lowering as per expectations in their phases because they would have had to sweep the first four phases to actually have a chance of forming the government because the next four phases some of the seats just the arithmetic and demographics are simply stacked against the bjp i totally agree had it not been the case mamata would not mm-hmm. have written that letter to all the other opposition parties asking right. them that yes. uh, uh, we need to we are reaching a situation quick and fast where we mm-hmm. need to uh, unite together obviously she would have one eye on the 2024 polls but mm-hmm. uh, quite obviously uh, she knows what uh, she is going to face on uh, the second of may also i think there is another thing uh, prashant kishore is not uh, whatever he has said about bjp and this and that and all that um one thing is for sure i think he is unable to come to terms with that realization or maybe people around prashant kishore are or based on what we heard and stuff that the bjp is did this whatever it did in bengal based on seven years of performance and not the organization that the left and trinamool congress had people forget the trinamool congress also split from the congress in 1984 you know or something 1980 i forget the exact year but something Much like later. that yeah 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 
much much later but uh, you get what i'm saying the gist basically that it split from the congress and so forth bjp has actually merged on its own it's not like split and after it is gone to a spot where it gets 20% 30% 40% of the vote that's when people from trinamool congress started coming lock stock and barrel and so forth into the bjp but uh, but one last point and then we'll move on to the other states um bjp still needs to win a few seats in this things also it's certain i mean they have to win 148 147 seats and i mean they're not going to win 100% of what went to polls obviously mm-hmm. so do you think this is also them trying to you know sort of lull bjp into some complacency or something ki ha aap to jeet gaye aap to jeet gaye not go as hard i mean i know amitsha is not going to do that but do you think the election is i'm playing devil's advocate here closer mm-hmm. than what it might be Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think uh, Prashant Kishore might have that uh, uh, in his mind while he was doing that. I don't think he was dumb to think that it was a closed uh, room altogether. Exactly. But but then but then I think the uh, uh, BJP would anyway have thought about uh, bringing up AA and NRC in the last uh, three four phases of uh, the Bengal polls. Obviously, Assam has done and dusted, uh, so uh, the the future is already decided. so i think this is the right time for for bjp to bring up uh, the uh, amendment issue so i think i think it all plays well uh, for them wherein they can now go and tell uh, the malda hindus how many ever are left now uh, can uh, and and reach out to them directly telling this is the imminent danger that you are in and you might not even see another five years if uh, mm. you continue with the current dispensation so i think i think uh, this is the strategy that bjp will go with uh prashant kishore's uh, observation might just be a noise for them i don't think they would read too much into it because they have done all the uh, all the hard work in the past 5 uh, uh, 10 years in bengal and uh, all the workers getting murdered get, uh, hanged up uh, on on the streets uh, i think that is enough motivation for bjp out there i don't think prashant kishore's statement will uh, do any harm to them absolutely absolutely i completely agree with you so moving on to the elections that have already taken place so let's go to assam right assam and then now i'm going to go through all the three states assam tamil nadu kerala because the elections have already taken place so i mean there's no point in talking about what phases and stuff like that sab ho gaya and tamil nadu and kerala anyways voted in one phase so let's 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 talk about assam assam this is a very interesting thing bjp has actually formed up the alliance with agp and uh, i am tired now about people calling it a tectonic shift because wo 5 saal se ho raha hai tectonic shift ho gaya hai that agp is not as powerful as it is and uh, people who have covered assam in the 80s still keep talking about it and i'm like yes i agree it's very important but let's face it now bjp is the dominant party in the alliance and it mm-hmm. is going to be forever because agp massively squandered its mandate so now it has it is you know their sort of um, the junior uh, influence yeah no and their influence is limited to pockets right it's 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 a pocket party like look at where the seats is right they're like uh, a few districts here and there and so forth so yeah. it's it's not a pan assam party and in a weird way they are like a senior version of aiudf essentially or a bpf right Pretty and much, if you yeah. yes, Ha huh. so I mean not I'm not talking about ideologically I'm just talking about uh, seats wise uh, and if you actually see them that's the number of seats they're contesting AIUDF and BPF are 14 and 12 and they're 26 so there is there is so here unlike Bengal BJP does have a very strong alliance with uh, these three folks it's a 
it's a very um, you know it's a very uh, a home a home uh, yeah alliance mm-hmm. a very hindu alliance it's a very local sort of um, regional alliance and then you have the congress which is a very different sort of alliance because you have the commun uh, you know the regional like borderland people's front which is a very um, ethnic party in borderland based in the borderland region then you have badruddin ajmal from aiudf a lot of whose members have made some very uh, uh, com- you know communally sens- insensitive statements sort of and then you have the marxists so how do you view this i think it uh, i think it's more a uh, ahomi uh, versus an outsider or an ahomi versus a non ahomi identity kind of a, a duel that's going on quite obviously because uh, uh, aiu for inc they're kind of looking at the bengali vote uh, within assam in certain pockets and uh, also the uh, the bodo uh, tribals i think that's what they are trying to do they're trying to uh, stitch up a rainbow coalition Uh, against a formidable uh, ahomi identity that uh, bjp and agp already uh, have captured uh, another thing is that uh, uh, the vote transferability from bjp to uh, agp or vice versa uh, happens quite seamlessly even if you have an agp candidate in a bjp stronghold the entire bjp vote shifts over and uh, vice versa so i think that's the kind of uh, uh, chemistry that agp and uh, Uh, and they've had for a long time yeah yeah right and and the same cannot be said about all the varied uh, constituents of the uh, upa in uh, assam now oh. uh, now now what i would yeah what i would be interested in is would the uh, bjp combine get the same amount of seats as the last time or will they be a uh, last time they had a fairly comfortable majority now this time would they be would they be struggling Would they just about cross the halfway mark? If so, uh, would it would it raise uh, serious question mark about the uh, incumbent chief minister Sarbanand Sonowal? Where would uh, Himanta Biswas Sharma think that this is uh, his moment? This was uh, his uh, uh, kind of uh, victory. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that are the, uh, the uh, those are the kind of questions that I would. try to look uh, or, look out for the answer or for. maybe or maybe himanta sees himself as a role in the party right like um, amit shah was never going to be the cm of gujarat right even though he was mm-hmm. the home minister uh, mm-hmm. he was always going to be after the national so maybe himanta says I, i i don't know i'm just thinking out loud here but i uh, it's it's funny i'm glad kishor mentioned this because i wanted to show you guys this so if you look at this right here um nda gets got 71 seats out of which 11 seats belong to the bpf borderland people's front now if you take out the bpf the 11 fronts and i mean of course there are 12 vacant seats but uh, now i mean you know what uh, this is because of the autonomous region right if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. kishor mm-hmm. yeah yeah the 12 vacant seats yeah so basically um, what bjp needs i think what 60 at least 60 63 uh, essentially uh, or even like if you take out the 12 seats out of the 114 they need 57 seats right so last time it was very very close with uh, agp and bjp getting 58 and 12 and uh, you know getting to 71 and then um, 71 out of 126 and then with bpf it took them to 82 so or 80 yeah 82 seats so how do you view this like wh- wh- how how will this play out and pan out uh yeah and i think you see uh, the congress and aiudf increasing their vote share I think I think that would happen. Uh, that is a reality that nobody should deny. Uh, nobody should live yeah. in a 
full paradise thinking that uh, BJP mm. will sweep this. I don't think they would sweep it uh, uh, vote-wise. Uh, seat-wise, they would obviously in a first-past-the-post first uh, system. But uh, vote share wise I don't think they would be looking at a 50-55%. Uh, I think uh, it will be much lesser. And uh, however, uh, the uh, the main issue for the uh, BJP is how widespread are they? Will they be pulling in equal number of votes from uh, all the regions of the state? Barak yeah. Valley, Lower Assam, the Brahmaputra uh, uh, the River Valley. I think that's how uh, Egypt, uh, BJP would be looking at uh, the state, yeah. trying to understand mm -hmm. uh, are they still uh, the numero uno in all the different uh, regions of the yeah. state? And uh, mm -hmm. would, they, would they continue to have the same amount of uh, heft going forward? Yeah, and then you have the, the Dhubri region and all where AIUDF is very strong, right? And 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 where Badruddin Ajwal is a sitting MP from. So what is going to happen there, right? Like there, I mean, it, AIUDF won on its own also. So with Congress in alliance, they're going to sweep those regions. So the, the real question is also the Hindus that used to vote for the Congress, are mm -hmm. they going to be comfortable voting with Badruddin, a candidate from Badruddin Ajwal's party? Or are they going to switch to the BJP? Because if that happens, if there is not transferability between Congress and AIUDF, that is going to be the most interesting part. Yeah. Right, right. And because, yeah, that, that'll be one of the issues to look out for on the second of Yeah, time. because BPF, let's face it. I mean, they are they are who they are. I mean, they, they, they always sort of, you know, quote. So uh, you had the Borderland People's Front basically uh, fighting in all those seats where they have, uh, BJP has given the, the new party, the Union People's Liberal Party, basically, uh, yeah. that promote Boro. Uh, uh, in 2020. So will that split the vote? Don't know. You know, it's it might be a Tripura type situation as well. Mm -hmm. So that is the sort of thing for Assam. So now moving on from Assam to what might what promises to be the biggest humdinger, Tamil Nadu. Uh, about one year ago, if you had asked that Tamil Nadu election would have been discussed as a you know a close election or something people would have laughed at you because you had mk stalin running away the election at that oh time. no uh, one year one year ago during the not even one year ago during the galwan crisis when me and me huh. were on on this episode on this uh, show i had openly yeah. told that if elections are held that day uh, hmm. dmk would be the winner uh, it was quite obvious yeah. It was quite obvious. And um, uh, although uh, uh, you had Anna DMK winning two terms in a row, which has not happened since MGR in Tamil Nadu, it was always rotating chairs um, mm -hmm. uh, between him and Jayalalitha. But Jayalalitha did one, but uh, tragically passed away a few months after you know the victory, or maybe a year after. I, f I forget the exactly, but very shortly after the victory. And uh, Palani Sami has been the leader since 2017 and uh, has been the chief minister. Um, what a very interesting. He has been a very approachable chief minister. In a strange way, almost it reminds me of what Vijay Rupani became in Gujarat in mm -hmm. 2017, where it, a lot of it was a close election, and then um, you know he uh, he now is is the second longest BJP serving chief minister. I think he has gone past Keshubhai Patel's uh, record, and I mean there are kings being ironed out and everything, but it's mm -hmm. almost a similar situation where Palani Sami is in, and. Um, 
Tamil Nadu this time was the first time when the two biggest personalities of the last two decades have passed away, Karunanidhi and Jayalalitha. And now this time you have uh, Stalin leading and then you have TTV Dinakan. So now you have the claimants of the legacy, right? And and, uh-huh. and then you have Kamal Hassan, who only exists, I think, in India Today Studios. Because uh, uh, I saw Rajdeep's interview with Kamal Hassan and I'm like, what the hell, man? How is, how is he even a factor? How do you even take him seriously? And um, I don't even know if Seaman does anything. I mean, I think Seaman got like 1.07% of the votes last time. So it's it's pretty much, it's going to be like one, one and a half uh, Tamil nationalist uh, party, I think, right? I think that's that's what the classification is. But yeah, here I, is, here are the, uh, sorry, ha, Kishore, I, I was just going to give a overview and then I was going to leave you the stage. So here are the alliances and why don't you start with NDA? With, first finish your opening comments and then go into the alliance. Yeah, I think I think uh, you were right in saying that uh, this is now uh, uh, a new Tamil Nadu without uh, the uh, elders there. Uh, so I think uh, uh, it's now Stalin versus Edapadi uh, uh, Padanisami. Uh, now Edapadi uh, Padanisami took some time to establish himself as the first among the equals uh, with his uh, fight uh, against uh, Open Selvam. Now, I think that was done and dusted quite early for them, uh, advantage to them. Uh, Stalin thought that uh, their infighting might continue uh, for a little longer. He hoped hoped that their infighting would be longer than his and Kani Mori's. (laughs) In fact, uh, uh, Opanir Halvam wanted uh, the leadership issue to be resolved after the elections, but uh, Palanyasami did not uh, want that to be a stumbling block. So I think uh, they decided quite early. Uh, I mean, they had a good uh, four months, five months left uh, before that was sorted out. And then came the other issue of uh, what happens to uh, Shashikala. And suddenly somehow uh, the dark black clouds uh, withered away uh, for uh, ADMK, where uh, she uh, miraculously and mysteriously uh, announced that she would not be fighting elections. Going to, uh, what, about, what about TTV Dinakaran? Because I, I hear he's still aggressively uh, getting, or now the election is over, he aggressively got some uh, ADMK votes. Is that true? Now, immediately after uh, after Shashikala's uh, announcement, he was uh, very, very hopeful that he would be invited back into the ADMK office and suddenly there would be some kind of a seat sharing or an alignment, which didn't happen, uh, which was mm-hmm. very uh, obvious. Uh, to prove that uh, the ADMK leaders were quite confident that, w- that there would not be massive shift in voting uh, patterns. So mm-hmm. I think ADMK does not think that that, is, that has happened. Uh, TTV Dinakaran, I think the best shot for him, uh, he would get only one shot at all this. He got that one shot, but I don't think uh, uh, many people uh, took him seriously, uh, the ADMK yeah. voters. Now, uh, along with that, uh, him him tying up with uh, uh, Ovation's party, I think uh, that was kind of a deal breaker for anybody else. Had had that not been the case, probably BJP would have uh, kept him alive, uh, hoping that uh, he can be uh, a useful uh, uh, person later, uh, sometime later. But I don't think uh, he'll he'll anyway be a, a statewide uh, player going forward. So I think that way. Uh, uh, ADMK knew that uh, this is what we're going to play with. These are our constituent uh, parties and uh, mm. our challenge challenge in front of us is quite enormous. But having said that, uh, Padani Hami was quite obvious in showcasing 
what he had to showcase. He was quite clever in in not portraying ten years of uh, incumbency or ten years of administration. He was very clever in showcasing only three years of his chief ministership, and I think that was where uh, he kind of hit uh, the right notes, wherein he approached uh, people, telling this is the kind of a forward-looking uh, uh, administration that I have had. and this is what you're going to yeah. vote for if you vote for me again this is what you're going to get what so what is interesting here is and and i was looking at the um, uh, basically uh, seat sharing arrangements right and we'll come to congress i i find it insane that congress has eight mps from tamil nadu and they have given 25 mlas so i think they give them a couple of mps too many because um, because i don't think they expected the ammk to split the admk vote the way it did in 2019 lok sabha um what is interesting is you have the admk now you have the padali makkal gachi which is the s ramadosis party which is mm-hmm. dominant amongst the vanniyar community and usually it has been a very flip flop party but they have been with the nda since 2014 right i think i think uh, they have decided that this is where they'll continue to be uh, i don't think uh, they're going to shift anymore especially with the younger uh, andumani uh, ramadas uh, uh, now Yeah, running the party. He, 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 I think, is closer to the BJP. Although he was a minister under the UPA, I think he's probably more leaning towards the BJP than to the Congress. If I'm not mistaken. And also the and also the caste uh, equations work out better for him while being a part Correct. of the NDA, not with uh, the UPA. Yeah, and then you have uh, BJP. So interestingly, BJP has been given some very tough seats to fight. Uh, out of the twenty, and I think they've taken it on the chin. But I think out of the twenty, probably only seven or eight are even contestable for them. Don't you think so? Seven or eight are only contestable for them, and I would be like, I, 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 yeah, yeah. Pleasantly, you think the number is even lower? No, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, you you are right in saying so, but I would. I would be pleasantly surprised if they, if they can win five or six of them. I would be very happy oh, for them. Absolutely. Under the situation, yeah. in the context that uh, the elections are being fought, uh, BJP obviously went ahead with their absolute velvetry uh, uh, yatra, wherein they decided that they yeah. would uh, they would kind of uh, uh, claim claim. Uh, uh, no, sorry, I'm not. Uh, no, right. the ideological ground and and admk right. would play the regional ground and also uh, admk would uh, challenge uh, dmk in terms of their bad uh, rule or mis governance wherein they would tell that uh, see we can give you better administration than what they gave and uh, bjp would uh, totally challenge dmk in terms of the ideology in terms of how uh, anti hindu their rule has been how anti hindu their thought process has been so i think it was a double whammy for uh, dmk in terms of uh, absorbing uh, both the attacks and uh, uh, respond back in kind so i think dmk no, found that to be quite uh, uh, sorry what uh, i find it fascinating that movender munnetta kalgam and all india movender munnani kalgam are all fighting one one mlas only <laughs> <laughs> all india avoided the remaining one mla in tamil nadu so i mean in tamil this is the most amazing thing about tamil nadu you have one guy who probably wants to fight and he just forms his own party so uh, and he uh, i mean that's why and he, and he continues to be relevant in his pocket until until yeah. he decides to end his 
political career either which exactly way. exactly it's it's fascinating and then how gk vasan is back because gk vasan was in the congress obviously the son of uh, mupanar gk mupanar, mupanar. Uh, who started the tamil manila congress and he is obviously called tamil manila congress mupanar so now uh, going to the uh, now they've changed their name and called them secular progressive alliance because uh, they get all their ideas on twitter i think um, these days but uh, anyways the so dmk is the dominant party with 173 seats and congress is only getting 25 mlas it seems like congress and bjp are almost in mirror mode where they are like you know fighting uh, you know urban pockets or a few traditional pockets and stuff what is interesting is the um, uh, players like vck mdmk vikos party um, even the communists because communists actually if you remember in 2004 i think they won four uh, mps in tamil nadu if i'm not, or was uh-huh. it in andhra sorry ha huh. uh, or maybe oh. they won a few in tamil nadu also yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, i'm forgetting um, uh, but then mmk you know so and and the muslim league is also contesting because i think uh, uh, one of the strong. mps in ஒருத்தரேரா again uh, another uh, rainbow coalition with uh, dmk being the uh, rallying for for each one of them uh, i and uh, congress of course 25 years far too many for them they have absolutely no pull in the state uh, surprisingly you will find a few uh, assembly constituencies where you would have a bjp fighting a uh, congress which is kind mm. of uh, unthinkable in a state like uh, tamil nadu and uh, i think i think this may be one state where congress might actually defeat uh, uh, bjp in a head to head looking at uh, the way the way dmk votes get pulled over to congress and looking at the way uh, admk votes get pulled over to uh, bjp except, then, except for kanyakumari i think bjp has a real chance in kanyakumari this time with ponnar you are talking about the lok sabha by poll correct i totally lok sabha and also the Lok Sabha and also the Vidhan Sabha seats because I think BJP is contesting one or two seats in, against straight against Congress there in Kerala and, and 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 even in Coimbatore uh, uh, South where uh, Vanati Shinwasan. Ah, that Shri Shri Kamalasan bhi hai na? Along with uh, yeah, uh, Kamal Hassan from uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think uh, that's that's an interesting uh, uh, side note for the. what to look out for on the second of may but then along with that uh, what we need to understand us are the people of uh, uh, tamil nadu really done with their uh, superstardom uh, leaders or are they still yeah. going to uh, lean on to people like uh, kamal hasan or would they would they want to go back to stalin and uh, vote for him simply based on uh, his father's legacy or his father's uh, achievement so to speak so i think that is the kind of question which is to be answered now having said that yeah. there there is no change uh, there is no change in the way these uh, p- uh, these uh, parties have uh, campaigned this has been a doubt and doubt uh, promising promising of almost anything and everything washing machine 1.5 gb uh, broadband data uh, <laughs> almost everything uh, whatever you need uh, for poll or whatever you yeah. need 
to run your house, you would get it in the polls. So you can easily tell uh, that uh, you would almost get everything. You, you turn on the TV, uh, you would not get the uh, manufacturer's logo initially. You would actually see Jailalta's photo there initially while the uh, TV is uh, booting up and then that's you would the, get uh, the actual picture. So I think that was the uh, freebie culture that is still there somehow. Uh, Tamil Nadu will find it very difficult to get out of that even in the next uh, two, three election cycles. But uh, but then uh, would they get rid of the uh, uh, craze, the celebrity craze? I think that was the prime question now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and absolutely. then you have Vijay Kant, Kamal Haslam, and all those people. Vijay Kant is not Vijay Kant is not the healthy self that he was earlier. So I don't think he is a major player uh, going forward in Tamil Nadu. Uh, that that uh, that third front or the third player space is what uh, Shiman and uh, Tol Tirmavalavan and uh, Kamal Hassan they all are targeting. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, looking at uh, the way Kamal Hassan tried to position himself, I think he thought mm -hmm. that people within the DMK who are not happy with uh, Stalin leading them or mm -hmm. the, the lack of vision that uh, he somehow uh, he fails to bring in. I think uh, he thought uh, Kamal Hassan thought that many DMK people might actually end up voting for uh, his party, MNM. Let me let me ask you this: whether this put people like Alagiri is he is he completely gone? Alagiri is he completely gone? I don't think he's a major player. I think he has spent for really he is too old as well. And I think I think much water has flowed in the Kaveri since then. Yeah, because think. because now you have th the three power centers of TMK. From what I know, is one is Tamil Rasu, whose son is contesting, or his son him. He's the uh, uh, brain, is the money or the dollars behind DMK. Pardon my pardon my love for alliteration. <laughs> I don't literally mean dollars. Before you all jump on me, then you have Kanimori, and then you have Stalin, and everybody is trying to put Stalin has with uh, his his kid also contesting from Chipok this time, uh, and then. And then Kanimori uh, is there only. So uh, she she has a Raja on her side. So, um, I, 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 uh, so I, I, I don't know how, how this is going to pan out. So even if they get power, they're going to probably fight. That will always be there. You will, you will need to have that kind of a balancing to keep all sections of the party happy. Hmm. Point number one. Hmm. Point number two, hmm. if somehow Stalin loses, this will be the end for him. I don't think beyond this. He can make a comeback. I mean, not a comeback. Comeback is the wrong word. He was never in power. But then uh, huh. I don't. I don't think uh, he can uh, uh, win the state anymore. If if not this time, then never. But, but then, before we go on to, oh, no, no. Sorry, uh, if uh, if Stalin does not win this time, then I think Kanimoli will make her move and will try to uh, snatch the party from. Yeah, her. She, she is probably. She is probably closer to the Congress uh, in terms of than probably Stalin is, and uh, her persona is also very close to Karunanidhi, like what she believes in and ideologically. I don't think Stalin is the same way ide as ideological as uh, Kanimori is. Uh, in fact, but that, that, in, fact yeah. in fact, when Congress was asking for thirty seats and uh, DMK was not willing to give more than twenty, I think it was uh, mm -hmm. Kanimori who directly spoke with uh, Sonia Gandhi and uh, convinced mm -hmm. her. Uh, ag agree for 25, but then also you mm. take uh, uh, Kanyakumari by poll. So I think uh, mm. that was what uh, uh, 
settled the deal for the two parties. So I think you are right when when mm-hmm. saying that Kanimoli has uh, the right contacts in the right places. Uh, no, no. I only have to go by how the journalists behave when she when they are interviewing her, and they mm-hmm. they are almost uh, you know. Uh, I was like, "Arey Sonia ji ki Sonia ji ki saheli hai." Like we have to we have to mm-hmm. accord the same level of um, uh, sort mm-hmm. of you know uh, thing we give to Sonia Gandhi. But here that is all there. But before we move on to Kerala, um, any bets you want for Tamil Nadu? Do you think that the BJP and ADMK has a real chance this time? I mean, up to here elections ho gaye. Right. I have no shame in admitting that I was wrong the last time, where mm. where we all thought uh, uh, ADMK would uh, do far far better, BJP would mm. win three four seats, and uh, not only me, many many people uh, got it wrong. So I think uh, this time around, many people are the same set of people are telling that it would be a sweep for DMK, and I think they will be wrong, wherein uh, it will not be that kind of a comfortable victory for DMK. Now, the, looking at the polling percentages, looking at the way. uh the the campaigning went about in the in almost the last fortnight i think uh, we will we will see almost a repeat of bihar wherein mm. uh, the victory margins will be far far less hardly a thousand seats uh, uh, 1000 votes uh, here and there wherein you would you would almost see about 100 to 120 constituencies where you would see that kind of a narrow narrow victory margin so i think uh, we would we would uh, We would kind so of we are be, he- we are headed for a dramatic cliffhanger, and people who are in US on the other side of the hemisphere be prepared to stay up all night, basically. Pretty, pretty much. Or maybe when you get up in the morning, you would still see. No, I don't need night. to. It's a Saturday, na? So it's good. Like <laughs> all, <laughs> all I need is my coffee ready with me, and I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. So, but we are running flat out of time, so I I don't want to forget Kerala, and uh, uh, and Kishore is going to be uh, Kishore has to have, be a little impressed that I managed to squeeze all four states appropriately in in one podcast. I don't think he believed me when I when I told him I was going to do it. He's like, "Chalo, dekhte kya karta hai." <laughs> but let's go to Kerala. No, no we. People from Tamil Nadu will be happy that you are not you have not put them the last. Arey, <laughs> there is there is no last or anything. Uh, only 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 the pecking order of the states that are about that have polled and that have already voted. So since Bengal still had some ways ahead, we started with that first. No. But let's let's go with uh, let's go with the Kerala, where seems like the only state that left has actually a chance, right? And. Um, Yeah, and uh, weirdly enough, they don't have. They are not in alliance with the Congress in this state because this is the only state where they are not in alliance with the Congress. They are in alliance with the Congress in every other state. You know, बहुत सालों पहले ये होता था कि left and Congress would never ally in any state, right? And uh, Shekhar Gupta and many other, you know, this is never going to happen. Left and Congress will never. But where, uh, you know, the emergence of Narendra Modi has uh, united a couple of, uh, well, you know, united the two zeros in West Bengal. But mm-hmm. in Kerala, they're fighting. <laughs> they're fighting, and and Kerala is this very weird state where there are so many factions of the Congress. and so many factions of the communist and they all are in alliance with others so if you see this communist party of india and communist party of india marxist they are in alliance with kerala congress mani who km mani when km mani was alive they were in alliance with um, uh, uh, congress you know where yeah, you yeah yeah in the in the pala area where the you know km mani had won that seat for like 40 years or something Correct. and then you had the ncp nationalist congress party which was a part of the congress 
you know, going to um, there. You uh, then you have Shreyans Kumar, who is the son of uh, MV Virendra Kumar from Matrubhumi. It's a very fascinating. It's a, there's a it's a Jain family from Kerala that actually does very well in their pockets, and they are in alliance with the left. And then you have um, you know Congress secular Kerala Congress B, and then Janapaditya Kerala Congress. So you have all these factions of Congress in alliance with. Uh, the left, and on the other side, you have um, uh, Revolutionary Socialist Party (RSP), Communist Marxist Party, and Revolutionary Marxist Party of India in alliance with the Congress. So, uh, <laughs> sure, can we break down? People are going to be like, "What the hell am I seeing?" <laughs> no, there has been the uh, there has been a bane for Kerala, wherein you had so many splinter parties. Uh, almost yeah. uh, each one of them uh, relevant in only their pockets, and somehow mm-hmm. they all used to. Uh, aligned together, and they would have proper vote transferability at a, a pan-state level, and this has worked mm. for them in the past uh, three, four decades. And somehow, mm. uh, the entire state uh, they would vote one way or the other, oscillating between the UDF and the LDF. Uh, it's only off late, only in uh, uh, 2016, that uh, the LDF uh, ramp or romped back to power. Uh, Uh, based on uh, Vijay Sachidanandan's uh, uh, legacy, and he was almost uh, 92 at that time, and people thought yeah. that Vijay might actually uh, get a chance to uh, rule again. Yeah. Now, uh, having said that, uh, uh, what you said and managed to somehow didn't say was how Congress in itself is becoming that kind of a uh, you, uh, Congress was a huge uh, glacier in uh, Kerala, yeah. and uh, as yeah, yeah. Once you have the ocean melting, uh, glacier splits up, it forms smaller and smaller uh, ice pockets, and then they kind of splinter out and drift away. I think that is what is happening with Kerala Congress, uh, Kerala's Congress, splitting into all these uh, varied uh, uh, parties, and all of them are are now realizing that Congress in itself has no uh, future in uh, the state, especially with all the infighting. You have the uh, you have the uh, uh, the Christian uh, section of the party under Uman Chandi and uh, uh, what's the other guy? A K Anthony and uh, Uman Chandi, and yeah, now yeah. Uh, you have uh, Ramesh Chandilala, the uh, the leader of the so-called uh, Hindus within the Congress. So I think that's the kind of uh, infighting that uh, somehow Congress cannot find an answer for, and they keep uh, everybody happy with giving them. Uh, plum ministerial post, but beyond that, uh, somehow they have not find a permanent solution for it. No, and they had this weird alliance. We had where this Indian Union Muslim League, and then also and then the K party. Exactly. So again, a social uh, rainbow coalition for them. IUML uh, yeah. is IUML is uh, uh, popular within the uh, Malappuram and uh, the Palakkad and the Vayanad area. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. Con- Congress somehow. And thanks uh, to them, Rahul Gandhi is an MP from Vayanad. <laughs> from Vayanad, and uh, the uh, Christian Christian party is uh, very popular in Kottayam and Alpura and and Nakulam. Yeah. So I think that that was the kind of social uh, coalition that these people had. Now somehow in the past uh, five years, uh, the issue of Lao Jihad has kind of uh, become a hot hot potato. Although it may not reflect in these polls, uh, I don't want anybody to come and ask you or me telling, "Hey, you claimed that Lauji had a major issue, but somehow the results do not indicate it." But uh, somehow the the Christians are finding it 
as some, something that uh, they cannot uh, live with and they mm-hmm. do not want the congress to uh, brush all the issues under the carpet and uh, and they are over over uh, over leaning towards the uh, uh, IUML or the muslims mm-hmm. i think that has also uh, hit the christians quite hard i i don't think right. they want to take no for an answer what they are doing yeah. uh, they are splitting either way they are splitting towards mm-hmm. the ldf and some of them not everybody is leaning towards the uh, the nda uh, this time around uh, the the uh, the lean towards the nda might not be so drastic or so dramatic mm-hmm. but going forward the udf itself might find their existence uh, in question and all these splinter parties might move elsewhere and congress uh, might uh, find uh, the end of the road for themselves so i was also so I was going to you know, uh, wrap up wrap up by talking about by the bjp bjps because bjp is fighting there they've only won one seat which is namom uh, last time or raja gopal won and they are mm-hmm. in alliance of course with the bjps velapalli natis velapalli natisans party his son right. is now leading the party tushar velapalli and uh, you know then you have the admk getting a couple of seats here and there and you know all these splinter parties again ck janu mm-hmm. might actually you know be in contention uh, in her seat um apart from like where you know the metro man is ridharan is fighting and there are there are about five or six or seven mplas do you think bjp is really in contest like the nda is really has a chance of more of being in contest on more than 10 or 15 seats not at all not at all i think it is too early yeah. uh, bjp mm-hmm. or the nda has not grown in kerala as much as it has grown mm-hmm. in a, in a tripura or a west bengal i think uh, yeah. they still need to do quite a bit of work and mm-hmm. demographically it's not advantageous for the bjp unless and until mm-hmm. the christians align with them there is just no way that uh, bjp can govern a state like kerala i mean if you look yeah. at the demographics of that state you will think okay 50% uh, hindus 27 28 uh, christian uh, and yeah. 25 25 christians and muslims but somehow yeah. if you all what you what people miss out on is the uh, under 18 population under 18 population and almost 33 33 33 uh, and and i mm. think that's the kind of uh, demographics uh, that bjp uh, is going to fight uh, even in the even in the foreseeable future so unless and until Absolutely. you have two 33 come together to fight another 33 i don't think uh, they have any chance of ruling that state especially mm. uh, simply because of the uh, the communist ideology or the leftist ideology that is so deeply entrenched among the nayar mm. and uh, the elvas i don't think also uh, I, also the left in kerala is very different from the left in uh, andhra pradesh bihar and bengal very so, true i mean they they are a potent force even now uh, not only yeah. electorally not only electorally mm. but also in every aspect of their Uh, so yeah, uh, so and, and in some ways they are not even as communist as they claim to be. Like in some parts of it, and I'm no fan of communism. I I don't think it's it's a plausible ideology at all. But there are facts, and the fact is, even right now, reading not a very popular government, um, Pinray Vijayan is still in contention. You know, so um, we'll have to see what how Enram's uh, smile or frown looks like. because he has a lot uh, you know he'll probably closely be watching dmk and left's performance in mm-hmm. tamil nadu last time i think he was crestfallen that is beloved dmk lost in uh, in tamil nadu and then he was seeking refuge in pinray at least one <laughs> so i i don't know i don't know what he's going to do in delhi but with but bengal losing 
sorry at that time panrai vijayan was not the indian candidate people thought ah, it, it was hachatanandan uh, so uh, what what uh, what the communist did to hachatanandan was outright uh, outright uh, letting him off the hook kind of a scenario yeah, yeah. Uh, and people were actually thinking that the same might happen this time around where the shailaja teacher the health minister might actually yeah. be the chosen one this time around but i don't think that will happen this time it will be next time when uh, in 2026 when it may be shailaja teacher uh, versus the uh, uh, stronger yeah. what is interesting stronger. is yeah what is interesting also if if congress does win in kerala will it be mm-hmm. umen chandi uh, from someone from that, that camp or it's going to be someone from ramesh chenithala's camp right because if the congress is trying to sort of you know woo the hindu voter in kerala Everybody you know happened. are they mm-hmm. going to go something like that so so that's 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 the uh, sort let of me, let crux. me let me give you a 30 second answer for that go uh, go go for it yes Shashi Tharoor and uh, Rahul Gandhi in Delhi. Almost everybody kept telling that we are for uh, Hindu custom and traditions during the Shabri Mala issue. However, mm-hmm. during this campaigning in the past three months, they did not bring it up at all, which which simply goes to show that uh, they don't take it seriously. They don't. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's just that's just the sad reality of it. But guys, um, we tried to pack in as much as we could for all the four states. Uh, Kishore and I will do this again. Maybe we might even do a live stream on election day. Counting, I don't know. I haven't planned anything, but uh, you know, we'll certainly have an analysis podcast. Um, any closing thoughts, Kishore? And you? I mean, we cannot go without recommendations. So, uh, what's your recommendation and any closing thoughts? Um. closing thought i think uh, uh, people uh, everybody is thinking that everybody thought uh, uh, that uh, bengal would be a close election i don't think that that it would be a close election people would vote one way or the other it can be a complete surprise wherein tmc might uh, come back with a strong majority or it can be an or it can be a contrasting uh, out, uh, outcome wherein bjp might uh, win the state with almost a uh two thirds majority mm. now mm. that was that was not uh, un- that was not uh, even uh, a possibility about 3 4 5 months ago mm. now mm. having said that i think uh, tamil nadu might end up becoming that uh, surprise factor at the end of the day people might mm. see a lot of uh, things that are switching either way and i think that might be uh, something that might hold our attention grab our attention mm. on mm. Uh, the second of may baki sab to anyway we, we kind of know which way the wind is blowing but i think mm. tamil nadu uh, would be far more fascinating that we all give them credit for absolutely and uh, i forgot to mention who knows puducherry might throw a surprise too where actually bjp has a bjp led nda has a really good chance with uh, all india nr congress yeah especially how because uh, uh, we narayan swami was not even given a seat to fight with Huh. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, and is the fact that his government fell one week or two weeks before elections or something like that. Some, some. Hmm. I mean, hmm. it's not exactly two weeks, but both panicked it. It was, it was really embarrassing. So, um, but I, I don't think any one of our listeners or uh, you know people who enjoy informed political debates are ever going to miss the interventions of Veena Rand Sami on the Puducherry Assembly floors because I, I remember when he was the Minister of State, he would yell like in the government, like for parliamentary affairs, and I'm like. Yeah, I mean, how can you sit and listen to a discussion? But care, he was the chosen one of the Gandhi family 
and um, and that's what happened like they didn't even uh, nominate the guy who they actually projected last time uh, mm-hmm. as the chief minister so it was yeah. um, it's kind of funny they didn't officially and, do it but unofficially yeah. yeah and my recommendation for the week would be this uh, book on uh, how they quote build a built a bank Uh, the Kotak Mahindra Bank. Uh, this is actually a part of a uh, six-book series on shapers mm-hmm. of business institutions, and this is something that I'm reading. Quite a fascinating read, especially how you could actually uh, build a bank uh, during all those economic uh, illiberal regime, and how uh, you were at the right place at the right time uh, in 1991. I think uh, I I thought I would recommend that. It's quite a Brilliant. fascinating read. Brilliant. brilliant i my my recommendation would be two things first um i i don't know if there is some abhishek bachchan movie releasing about 1992 i don't know how the movie is but go and rewatch scam 92 uh, because <laughs> i i can assure you i don't think it's based on the reviews and what i've see, heard people uh, it doesn't do a good job of it i mean if you want to watch popcorn entertainment do watch it but if you want to really know what happened or at least get one perspective of what happened i won't say really know because it's based on sushita dalal's book so it's her perspective mm-hmm. and we don't know the other perspective what scam 92 and for one reason is they get the performances because they have taken a lot of gujarati theater actors to represent the gujarati community of mumbai so they get it pitch perfect and hmm. even the people like satish kaushik and all of them who have been chosen they are they get their characters to the t i mean i was watching with my dad who is very familiar with all this and he was like a little child telling me this is that guy this is based on that guy this is based on that guy so we had to pause every 15 minutes when he would tell me the because when you, if especially if you were in ahmedabad at that time you were very close to what because that is where was this was happening ahmedabad in mumbai a lot of these uh, in fact in the show there is a journalist who shown who comes every few often from ahmedabad to mumbai and has all the scoops so this used to happen um so so that that was that um my second recommendation this we could be an hbo documentary um mm-hmm. that goes in whole advent of qanon and what happened in the 2016 uh, 2020 election it's a very i think in india <coughs> it's on hotstar i'm not sure where but you can look it up it's a six part series and it's a very intriguing take right and i personally did not know anything about <coughs> qanon or right. what it was and things like that but when i mean i knew it was a phenomenon and this is but i didn't know the salient details and mm. um when i saw the documentary the documentary goes to places and stuff and i mean <clears throat> ultimately it's a documentary so you de- watch it you decide your perspective and write to us and we'll have a discussion about that it's a <clears throat> you know this is what mind makers is for but thank you kishore you've been very generous with your time uh i hope this was as much of a fun discussion and i hope to have a follow up discussion with you very soon pleasure of my nadir thank you absolutely and guys please like us follow us share this let us know in the comments what you think uh, you know uh, and let us know uh, what else you want us to talk about in the weeks to come but uh, this is adish kapari signing off and we'll be back next week thank you <laughs>